This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving Public you. Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Uh, no extensions or long-term deals uh, made yesterday between the Cowboys and the representatives for Tony Pollard. Kind of feel like, why do I feel like that the Cowboys just kind of dodged a bullet, or that Tony Pollard's reluctance to uh, agree to their terms was more helpful to the Cowboys than him, you know, just agreeing to those terms and signing one? I, I just feel like, and maybe I'm wrong on this. I just feel like that the Cowboys got a bit of a, a pass there. Is that yes. what do you think happened that Pollard, that they, I don't know that they tried to come up with a deal. I think Pollard was happy with a one-year $10 million deal, which triples his total income from the Cowboys ever. And he's got another year to prove himself to try to get a long-term deal. It's, it's not a long-term deal for sure, but I don't think that this was a bitter, this isn't Saquon Barkley. No, it's, it's, it's not. But He's I, also signed it. He's ready to go. Yeah. He's a happy camper. You think I'm looking for something here that's not there? For Pollard, yes. For okay. the other two, I'm... It's a different deal. It's a different it, deal. It is a different deal for the other two, for, for Saquon Barkley and for uh, Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. Um, I, I don't know. I'm sure that they... I'm sure they made some overtures for a long longer-term deal than just... just uh, I'm sure that they started the conversation and then realized that they weren't going to come up with a deal because mm-hmm. it's not like we've been hearing tense negotiations for three months. No, that, that's a, that's fair. That's, a, that's I mean, a, if you were the Cowboys, wouldn't you go this route? I, I would, but it just seems like it just seems like every time we think that they should use go the sensible route, they don't. I mean, it just seems so counter cowboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it just seems like minus hmm. two specific deals, they've been pretty good. On this kind of stuff. Now, the two specific ones have handcuffed the franchise. But right. Dak and Zeke. Those would be the two, yeah. yeah. But the others have been relatively club-friendly. Okay. Some of it because they had to be. Yeah. But you had an offensive line that had four first-round draft picks on it, and they were all signed through long-term deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think you're. I mean, you're. We we knew this was coming, right? You're yeah. you're in a situation where you've spent so much money on offense that you can't afford to keep doing that. Yeah. And again, when you spend the money that you spend on Dak, okay, it just and and you've spent money on receivers. Also, let a tight end go, but you've spent money on receivers. That the money's not there for you to just be freewheeling and i'll give jerry some credit in that uh it feels like they kind of learned their lesson on the whole running back thing maybe so maybe so maybe maybe i'm just assuming that they they couldn't come to a long-term deal and and uh well no i i don't think i don't think you're probably wrong on that i'm mm-hmm. sure one was discussed yeah I'm, I'm sure one was discussed and that's right but the cowboys are going to say okay well you want this Okay, we're not sure that you can do that. Okay, so, um, but you've got a year to give it a try, mm-hmm. and you can prove us wrong, and yeah. then maybe we, you know, you bet on yourself and we get it done. And not to mention, uh, 
the the key factor in all of this, I feel like for Pollard's benefit, this is tripling every dollar he has made from the Cowboys. This and, that, that, and that is a great point. Like the last three years he's been with Dallas, take his entire salary, mm-hmm. triple it. He's making more money this year. Who who wouldn't be happy with I'm, that? This is my point. Yeah, no, I, I you make you make a great point. I well, mean, I mean, yeah, yes and no. I mean, sure, like compared to what he's been making, he's happy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if he thinks his production is better than a guy who's in the league making twelve million, he's not going to be happy about it. Just depend. All depends on what you're comparing it to. Yeah, but then you look at a guy like Saquon Barkley, who's unable to come to terms, you know, with. Um, with the New York Giants, and 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 there's a possibility that he could hold out, but then is he going to be Le'Veon Bell, who yesterday came out and apologized to the Pittsburgh Steelers for, you know, leaving and realizing that, oh, I had it pretty good here. I'm just realizing that, and um, that, was, that was a bad move by my part. And now he's 31 years old and out of the league. Okay, it's interesting. It's amazing what kind of... As you reflect on things and go, I don't think that was the only bad decision Le'Veon Bell's ever made in his life. No, no, he's, no. He's he just says he, for the course. He just <laughs> says he shouldn't have left. I mean, you know, he sat out all of 2019, and then left. Or 2018, I should say, and then he left. And he said yesterday, "I never apologized to the fans for really sitting out or leaving the Steelers." I never apologize, so I want to say I apologize for leaving the best damn fans there is in the world. I shouldn't have left. I apologize. I should never have left. I apologize. That's my fault. That's on me. He was drafted by the Steelers in the second round, 2013. And so, plays 2013 through 2017. Led the NFL in touches with 406 in 2017. And had uh, 1,946 yards from scrimmage. uh, 11 touchdowns. And probably said to himself, hey, you're worth a lot more than what they're offering. And he did not sign the franchise tag and then set out all of 2018 and then signed a big deal with the Jets uh, that included $35 million of it guaranteed, but that did not go well. You know, it's just the whining going on with the running backs right now. Mm-hmm. Is okay. it driving you a little crazy? No. No, mm-hmm. I don't pay enough attention to it to drive, make it drive me crazy. But I, you know, I I have um, some compassion for them. Uh, obviously, their the lengths of their careers are not as long as other positions in the NFL, um, and and so I get where there's frustration with that. So their their money making years are not as much. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to a certain degree, that was a decision you made, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, so it, it's. Uh, that you you chose to become a running back and you know, nobody's forcing you to um they're not being paid like wide receivers or quarterbacks are being paid but neither are defensive backs neither are you know, linebackers neither are um you know uh right guards okay and so um you don't hear those guys all collectively as a group whining about how much they're being paid. And there's a lot of people it's, caping up for the running backs as yeah, well. It's it's a choice that you made. Yeah. Okay? It's like you you choose to be at a certain job and then you whine about how well, you know, this job doesn't pay very much. But you took it. <laughs> Nobody made you take the job. Okay? You could have gone to college and, and uh, studied something different. 
Okay, it was a choice you made. Mm-hmm. Okay? Could have gone to trade school and become Yeah, uh, Saquon, if you don't whatever. like how much running backs are being paid, you, you could have gone to school to become an investment banker and be a gazillionaire doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Potentially, I you got to be good to be and not just every whatever. investment banker. I mean, all choices you made in your life. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Another, people in our field like to complain about how much we make. Well, you, you, you made the choice. Yeah. yeah. Another... Mm-hmm. Sorry about your moment. <laughs> to a certain degree. Again, yeah. I have compassion for people. Sure. I understand that, you know, and again, with the running back position, they're important players on a team, but mm-hmm. the problem is that the lifespan of a running back is just not very long. But and you, and it feels like there's a lot of good ones out there. Well, and, and, and the other thing, too, is this this is not new news. I mean, even even at the height of the running back, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, even in the 80s, the running back wasn't, the shelf life was never very long because of injuries, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, the technology today for these guys in terms of their rehab of coming off of an ankle or a knee injury, substantially better than what guys had in the 60s and 70s and even in the 80s right. that, that really cut short their career. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I, do, I do have some compassion. I do feel bad for them, but at the same time, that that's the way the sport is paying that position it's just it, it's not like everybody's collectively got together and said hey let's hose the running backs mm-hmm. it's it's just that's the way the sport is yeah it's it's like a guy told me once hey chuck that's what the job pays yeah. if you don't like it saquon become a left tackle <laughs> right. you'll get paid more <laughs> you need to grow a little bit and put some <laughs> weight on you know Maybe learn some technique. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. On the Morning Drive, time for this day in sports history. Today is July the 18th, 2023. And with this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start us off in 1913. After 68 straight innings... Christy Mathewson gives up a walk. Man, my kind of guy. 68 innings without a free pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, a walk. I don't know if he... Oh, that's he may have hit somebody. You're he right. may hit somebody. But at least it wasn't a walk. Mm-hmm. 1921, Babe Ruth achieves his 139th home run in it with a record 570-foot blast to become the all-time home run leader in Major League Baseball, taking the title from... Roger Connor. The home run king. 1943, the Giants and Phillies had a good day. Strand a total of 30 base runners. Mm. The Giants win 10 to 6. Yeah, you had to figure they still scored a bunch of runs if they were leaving that many guys on base. 1960, Baseball's National League votes to add Houston and the Mets as franchises. So, happy birthday, Houston Astros. They're Colt 45s. Well, they're currently the Astros. I know, they were the Colt 45s. Currently wishing their birthday to. Right. 1962, Minnesota Twins Bob Allison and Harmon Killebrew both hit grand slams in the first inning to help accumulate an 11-run first for the Twins. Had to be a little disheartening. <laughs> you think? 
for the team that gave up the 11, not sure. the one that gave. Sure. Although, I mean, like super fun if you're the fan of that team and you're at the game, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're like, okay, this one's decided. This one's over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this one's, okay, so we're probably going to leave in the six tonight. We can go check out the souvenir shop for yeah. a while. Yeah, like the intensity and excitement mm-hmm. kind of drops off a little bit. Although, I mean, I wouldn't be complaining if my team put up 11 in the first. No doubt, yeah. 1970, I'm going to say the year again, 1970, Willie Mays becomes the 10th baseball player to get 3,000 hits. They've been playing baseball a long time before 1970. How many are we at now? Ooh. I was was just getting ready to do that. 1983. Despite being in first place in the NL East, Philadelphia Phillies, who were 43 and 42 at the time, fire their manager and replace him with GM Paul Owens, who eventually gets them to the World Series where they lost to Baltimore. You know, Tech got a lot of flack for getting rid of Matt Wells with a winning record at the time. He wasn't in first place in the Big 12. <laughs> 1994. Houston Astros tie a National League comeback record, trailing 10 to nothing. They beat the Cardinals 15 to 12. And in 1999, New York Yankees' David Cohn becomes the 15th pitcher to throw a perfecto. 6 nothing versus Montreal. Got the number, Jamie, for hits? 33. Yeah. 33. 31, not counting Dave Winfield and Derek Jeter. (laughs) And Miguel Cabrera was the last one to do it in April of last year. It is National Caviar Day. Out. Never had it. I can say the same thing, and I'm still out. It might be delicious. Jamie? I have never tried it. I, it. It does not seem like something I'm going to stick in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it also doesn't feel like something that care what fits it my budget. Like. So. Yeah, also doesn't seem like something I could afford. Happy birthday to Vin Diesel, who's 56. Kristen Bell, 43. Wendy Williams is 59. Penny Hardaway, 52. I don't have an actual date for Little Penny. Uh, Tori Hunter. Anthony Hardaway. What about Anthony Hardaway? I don't know Anthony. I don't. I'm sure he's coming up later. But you know him, Penny and Little Penny, from the uh, Reebok commercial. Anthony is Penny. Yeah, that's his real name, Anthony, oh. not Anthony. Anthony, which huh. is a really odd name. Mm-hmm. I've always felt sure. that way. Right. Yeah. I don't. I wonder how old he was when he got the nickname of Penny. That's a good question. Yeah, because Anthony was born on this day, not Penny. <laughs> Tory Hunter, 48. Joe Torrey, 83. Dave Campo, 76. Six, and Nick Faldo is 66. Hmm. And on this day in 1986, new close-up videotapes of the sunken ocean liner Titanic are released to the public. Taken on the first manned expedition to the wreck, the videotapes are stunning in their clarity and detail, showing one of the ship's majestic grand staircases and a coral-covered <coughs> chandelier swinging slowly in the ocean current. Mm. Marine biologist Robert Ballard, in conjunction with Jean-Louis Michael of the Institute of Research from the Exploration of the Sea, located the remains of the Titanic 350 miles southeast of Newfoundland 
13,000 feet down on the ocean floor. Ballard from Massachusetts Wood Hole Oceanographic Institute had help from the U.S. Navy, which supplied him with Argo, the high-resolution sonar device the submersible used to photographic, photograph the, the area. Now, while we were all paying attention to this and ooing and aahing over the videos, you know what Robert Ballard was doing? I don't know. What was he doing? Starting his search for the Bismarck, paid for by the U.S. Navy. Hmm. And that is this day in sports history. All right. The uh, backstory on Anthony Hardaway. Uh, the name Anthony was given to him by his mother because that was the um, name of a schoolmate of his mother. And so she apparently liked that name. Uh, when she left Memphis to work in Oakland in 1974, Anthony was born in 51, as you mentioned. His nickname came as a result of his grandmother calling him Pretty, with a southern draw, thus sounding like Penny. Okay. Okay. He said Anthony was born in 51? That can't be right. Oh, I'm sorry. She was born. His mother was yes. born. His mother was well, born in 51. I'm sorry. Like my yeah. age. Yeah, I'm sorry. How yeah. old did you say he was, Jeff? Did you remember? 50? I thought you said 50. Uh, he is 52. 52. 50. Yeah, he's 52. He was okay. born in 71. Yeah. So uh, his mother was 20 when he was born. Sure anyway. Remember what year his rookie cards were. His, uh, he loved football first, but his grandmother didn't want him to get hurt. So that's mm -hmm. why he played basketball. Yeah. There you go. He was pretty good. And that's what that's short. She must have thought that he was pretty and didn't want him to get hurt playing football. So she said, every, go, go play basketball. Every, I think every parent thinks their kid's pretty, right? Yeah, it's a pretty much. I mean... Oh, what a beautiful baby. Yeah. yeah. You never want to call the baby ugly. Even if sometimes you kind of look at him and go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not exactly, but like all babies look the same to me. Okay. Okay. I guess if their skin color is different, they sure. look different. But look I mean, a little different, yeah. for the most part, I, and I get that, oh, he looks like his mom or he looks mm -hmm. like his dad. Okay, I get that a little bit. But for the most part, they all look the same to me. And sometimes when yeah. the way that they dress them when they're very, very young as infants, you have a hard time distinguishing the boy and the girl aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I, I don't, I, I don't, would never have to worry about me calling one ugly because they all just look the same. Yeah, what a pretty baby. Babies. What a pretty, you must be really proud of your little person there. <laughs> your little baby there, right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> 6.53 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T973. Dot com or the mobile app. Jamie, excuse me, JL, been away for a few days wondering if the TBT games will be broadcast on the app. Yes, sir, they will. Yep, and we will have that uh, for you tomorrow as uh, the Red Raiders take on the Purple Hearts. Excuse me, Air Raiders take on the Purple Hearts. Our coverage at 7.30, Jeff Haxon and Chris Lovell will call the game for us as per usual from United Supermarkets Arena at 8 o'clock uh, tomorrow night. So, uh, there's other games. I mean, they're playing four games tomorrow at uh, the USA. So that's uh should be an exciting day of basketball over at uh, United Supermarkets Arena. And for those, what of you, time is the first one? I think it's at one o'clock. I I thought I had this. Oh, man, thought I had the schedule here. <clears throat> so yes, uh, at uh, 
I'll have to get them all. I'll get them all for you here just after seven. But I believe one o'clock. I believe it's one, three, five, and I believe it's one and three, and then five and eight. I think is how that works. But I'll I'll get that. I'll get that for you and make sure that uh, we get you the correct numbers. Um, yes, one, three, six, and eight tomorrow uh, for uh, the TBT, which begins in Lubbock, and they're expecting a nice big crowd, so it should be fun. Uh, tomorrow night at United Supermarkets Arena. All right, just before 7 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. On the Yates Flooring Center chat line, go to Double T 97.3.com for that of the mobile app, the mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well. We'll have Ranger baseball for you, Astros baseball for you on the air tonight on our respective stations. Astros and the Rockies from Denver tonight at 7-10. I don't think that gets said enough. We always say the Colorado Rockies, but you never say Denver. I just wonder if you stopped a thousand cars at 6th and Avenue O and said, where do the Colorado Rockies play? They would say in Colorado. Then you'd have to say, well, we're in Colorado. And I realize you're saying... Well, the Texas Rangers, and maybe in maybe in Denver, some clown on the air is going. I wonder how many people really know that the Texas Rangers play in Arlington, and that that's just out right there by Dallas. Maybe that's maybe that's a fair fair way to look at it too. I'm not sure what the clowns in Denver saying. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of them. Yeah, it's a rather interesting state. Mm-hmm. They got a lot going on. They do. Mm-hmm. I like their mountains. You like their mountains, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, so anyway, so we'll have the Rockies and the Astros tonight from Denver at seven ten. We'll have the Texas Rangers tonight from Arlington at six thirty here on Double T ninety seven three. They take on the Tampa Bay Rays. Good old fashioned three two baseball game last night, won by the Rangers, who now lead the Astros by three and a half in the American League West. So That's good. Let's keep racking up the wins. Keep racking up the wins, right? Mm-hmm. This is uh, game two of three tonight. I just, I just don't think the Astros are going to go away. No, so, I, I think you're right So about you better that. keep racking them up. Yeah, right. Kind of keep – the, the worst thing that can happen for, is for them to overtake you and then have to f- figure out a way to come back. I think as long as you kind of stay in front, um, you keep the kind of the pressure on them to keep the pressure off of you because they're used to that pressure. Playoff pressure – well, you know, down the stretch pressure, all those kinds of things. I mean, the Rangers have already not been in first place once this year. So I, I know. I just they came back and took it back, and now they have a two and a half game lead. Three, three and a half game lead. Excuse me. No, you're you're not you're not wrong on that. I'm just. I was very disappointed to find that out too. By the way, that the Rangers hadn't been in first since day one. There's one day they were in mm. second place. It's what day? Deal. Do you know what day that was? Sometime in May. Okay. And it was literally like one day. Mm-hmm. They won that day, and whoever was in first lost. They were up by half a game. Hmm. They've been in first place or tied every other game. Hmm. All that matters, Jeff, is the last day of the season. Oh, sure. <laughs> right, right. And really, the last day of the World Series. That's all that matters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Avaldi will pitch tonight, in case you were wondering, for the Texas Rangers. And uh, he'll be opposed by Taj Bradley uh, tonight for the Tampa Bay Rays. I just thought it was so cool in the All-Star game when him and the batter, Corbin Carroll, Carroll, yeah. Carroll were both mic'd up at the same time. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's the really only cool. setting I would want to see that, but mm-hmm. I just thought that was crazy. He was, it, it was interesting just to listen to his take on things and 
you know, talking about what pitch he was going to throw next or, you know, we'll see what Jonah calls for here and all that. I, I just, I loved all of that. Then, but I, the point that Carol stepped to the plate and they both were mic'd up, I'm like, this is great. And they're talking to each other. Right. No, it's like, awesome. Hey, congrats yeah. on a great season. Yeah, you too. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, so I neat. didn't enjoy the pitcher mic'd up as much as the outfield and the infielders. They, um, no, it's just obvious. They have to focus a little bit more. Yeah, where it felt like even, you know, when you had uh, the two Dodgers, Mookie and... Uh, uh, Freddie Freeman. Freeman, when they were both mic'd up. You know, they're joking with each other. They're still paying attention to what's going on, and as soon as action went their way, they were locked in and laser-focused. But it was more of the the relaxed as opposed to with Evaldi. He's like, okay, well, i got to make a pitch here. And you knew he was thinking but couldn't say out loud what he was thinking because the hitter might be hearing it that he's trying to get out all that having been said kudos to major league baseball for still finding finding a way to make the all-star game fun and watchable and something you could talk about a week later um yeah sure i mean i don't i don't know that it wasn't fun or wasn't watchable that's what I'm saying. No, but I mean, well, you're saying that they found a way to make well, it fun and okay. watchable. How, no, 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 I think they can, maybe I think it was no, no, no. very no. fun beforehand. Yes, I think it was very yes, watchable. Yes. How about this? How about this? A better, better way to say it that they that they have kept it that they have kept it. Or they found a way yeah. to make it even better. Yeah, found a way to make it even better. That's that's better. Maybe better said. <laughs> anyway, my point was going to be that you know, despite what's happened with other All Star games, this one still is still the best and uh, still one that is appointment television, at least it is for me. Uh, Nathan Evaldi, 10-3, and three, uh, with a 283 earned run average, has pitched 117 innings already this season. His opponent tonight on the Hill, Taj Bradley, a right-hander as well, 5-5 five and five with a 543 earned run average and has pitched half the number of innings that Evaldi has at 61 and a third. So, so you, on paper, looks like you've got the better pitcher on the map. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, doesn't take a big old rocket scientist to figure that one out. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, 6.30 the broadcast time, 7.05 first pitch. All right, the uh, University Interscholastic League, which um, basically oversees uh, high school sports, is uh, going to wait and see uh, with regard to name, image, and likeness for high school athletes in the state of Texas. Uh, this came yesterday morning at the annual coaches' convention, and coaching school, which is taking place in Houston. Uh, UIL executives said they're going to wait and watch, but they will not react until the legislature changes current laws. Um, those topics are big, big points uh, for the Texas legislature, which is going to have another special session, and they're going to try to implement a voucher system where parents can use their property tax money to pay for private school tuition. But then as part of that, probably you would have some kind of name, image, and likeness aspect as well. Parents are going to do what now? Use their property taxes to pay for... Well, parents can use their property tax money to pay for private school tuition. That's what they're trying to... They're trying to implement it. This voucher system has been going on for quite some time. I don't understand all the dynamics of it. But if you've chosen to send your kid to a private school, that's, that's on you as opposed to anybody else paying for it because we already have a public school system. 
That's just my opinion. Um, and I'm right there with you. You know, if you want to send your kids to private school and you have the means to do that and you more want to do that, to you. more yep. power to you. Yep. But you shouldn't get an extra break to do that. But anyway, that's that's for other shows. But as part of this, the name, image, and likeness probably would come along with this as well. And what regard? Well, that it would be passed that they would that they the high school kids would be allowed to, to use their name, image, and likeness and be compensated for it at the high school level, much like they're doing in Oklahoma and New Mexico. So what the UIL is doing instead of instead of going I don't ahead, understand what the two things how how it comes along. Are they, are they are the voucher in the, the yeah? Are they related or are they? It's just, just it's just mentioned in this article. So I'm guessing if you do one, you're going to do the other. So I don't know if that's part of the negotiating tactics of the legislature that hey, if we do this and if you want this, then I got to get this. You see what I'm saying? Now, I don't know if that's part of that or not. It's for that's for it's just in the article that I was reading. Sure. Okay. Sure. Anyway, the bottom line is. They're not going to have NIL yet in the state of Texas, but you have to feel that that's going to be coming at some point in time, especially since Oklahoma and New Mexico are already allowing that and other states as well. But current Texas law does not allow high school athletes to benefit from that. That's tough. Yeah. Man, gosh. How do they make it by? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know. How do these athletes? I'm hoping that I'm they hoping have to that, wait to college to get mm, the big paydays. I'm hoping that this doesn't happen. Right? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me because then, then you're gonna. I mean, it's just it's it, you talk about chaos. You're gonna have even more chaos. Well, if other schools are doing it across the country, then our kids are gonna be leaving Texas to go to California and then. <laughs> Then, go. by the way, you're a California resident, go. so you'll be getting go. You want to go live in, in New Mexico and Oklahoma? Have at it. Have at it. Have yeah. at it. I'm right there go. With you. Yeah. Leave. Go. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. Yeah. I it, And even more so than we've talked about with college, it really not being name, image, and likeness, it being pay for play. Obviously, that's what this would be, right? I would think so. No car dealership is hiring some kid to say, hey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hey, I'm 16-year-old Jimmy Smith. I think you should chop it. Chuck Hine Chevrolet. <laughs> I'd never have a Chevrolet dealership. Okay. I mean, it's just I know, just it's just pay for play. It's not NIL. Well, and and, and like and, I said, uh I don't know I don't all I know is this is that they're they're not doing anything at the moment, which I like. Um uh, and I mean, they're still trying to they're still trying to put some of the toothpaste pack in the tube with regard to the colleges. Man. Which is become increasingly this sports world of ours hard to do goodness gracious it really saddens you doesn't it it really does yeah it's disheartening and to me sours yeah sours you the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 is presented by cantex roofing and construction jamie's question of the day brought to you by chuck hines jayhawk arrogance <laughs> wow that was uh that was pretty good <laughs> Did you know that was coming? I had no clue that that was coming. <laughs> Jamie hadn't heard it at all. Yeah. Jamie's question of the day brought to you by Chuck Hines, Jayhawk Arrogance. Well, I mean, that was so, when we were discussing. No, it's, you know, it's fair. I the, mean, the history of Jayhawk basketball right. on Jayhawk ninety-seven three last week. Yeah. Well, we just did forty-five minutes. We did not do that for forty-five minutes. Seven, seven fifteen, seven. I bet if it was forty-five seconds. To the most of us, it felt like forty-five minutes. <laughs> Maybe so. 
Maybe so. Let me let me first correct what I we said. We got into Jayhawk baseball for about five minutes. Well, I forget. How, I don't even know how it, we just stumbled into it. It's not like we okay. intended to be there. I, I think somebody. Did we we knew they had a team. Somebody did. Wow. I think they're going to be good. I, th- I I mean, I think they're going to get better. So mm. you should be excited about that, Heinz. No, not really. I yeah. really don't care. I think they got a good coach now. So. Um, okay, so let me give you the update. I'm like high on Jayhawk athletics right now because I feel like their football program mm-hmm. is going to be better than most people think too. What's going on with me? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just Clint's rubbing off on you. Right? Clint. Clint's rubbing off. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just think their schedule is too tough for them to be a bowl team this next year. Mm-hmm. That's just my take. All right, let me let me correct what I said to you about the ending of the TBT games. So, according to this that I'm reading, and see if this coincides with what you're thinking, the game clock will be shut off after the first dead ball with less than four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Then they will add eight points to the leading team score. Yeah. So, okay. it doesn't start. That doesn't start at the beginning of the yeah, fourth quarter. It's the with play basically half of the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, the first dead. And the TBT games have, quote, four nine minute quarters. Yeah. Okay. That's what I had remembered it being halfway through the okay. fourth quarter last okay. year. Okay, so that that takes that takes care of that. So sorry. So it makes the game last a little bit longer. Yeah. So, sorry about uh, confusing you there. Now, for the first time ever. I mean, it's our first time ever. We've been wrong here on the morning drive. <laughs> right. So, uh, I mean, everybody makes a mistake once in a while. You know, you've been doing the show for how many years? Thirteen. Mm, Thirteen. I mean, you're allowed one mistake. <laughs> Uh, 13 in December. Uh, this from the Yates Learning Center chat line. Rock Chalk Jamie Hawk. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Meet me out in front of the building here in 15 minutes. We're you got some Ranger tickets We're going to fight <laughs> okay. over that. Okay. All right, your question of the day, sir. It was funny, and I wanted to fight him all at the same time. Right, right, right. So was the intro to that. Hey, I've been called a lot of things, Chuck Himes, mm-hmm. but never that. Okay, so my question for you today. We, I feel like we haven't talked any uh, Red Raider football this today. week. I oh, know we did some yesterday. We did talked, we? Yeah, we did some. Okay, well, some. I'm going to talk Red Raider football. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys, which newcomer do you think will have the biggest impact on, impact on this year's football team? Newcomer. I feel like we've had this some, some something about this question. Uh, Jeff, you want to take the first stab at this? Does anybody? I gotta get his name, but the new wide receiver. I knew you're. That's see, I knew you were going to go there, and that and that's that's fair because you've you've talked quite a bit about him. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Trey McCray. Thank you. Um, I, if he can be who we think he's gonna be for this football team, I, he won't be Crabtree. But oh, gosh. Could, I mean, <laughs> if he had us even mentioning Crabtree. Well, no, like, he won't be that for this team. Mm-hmm. There there are a lot of things about Crabtree that made him special in his, the length of the program and all that. But if he can be Danny in his second year. I mean, I'd take Eric Morris. I mean. Right. Yeah, it's like the, the level that your wide receivers can improve. Mm-hmm. If he can just be expectation-wise where we expect him to be will be a vast improvement for, for where you've been. There's a reason also you brought him in because you need him to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Charles. I got, I've got my name. 
And I'm going to go with Rusty Stats. I, to me, he's the slam dunk yeah. answer. Yeah. I mean, it's the low-hanging fruit, right? Um, um, to a certain degree, yeah. I, I think I, mean, I think McCray probably is, as far as position players mm-hmm. go, I think Dre McCray probably is the biggest impact, immediate, immediate impact guy. But, you know, Rusty Stats allows you to – you know, really put some depth to your offensive line and a starter and, you know, a big guy and put people at the right spot and all those things. And yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. All the above. And that's an area of major, major need. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think when you're looking at Dre McCray, I think there's a lot more at the wide receiver position. Yeah. Uh, and so it's going to be hard for him to just stand out and be a superstar. I think he could be a great addition to our team. I expect him to be. And, um, I think we're all going to be pleased he's a part of the group, but I just think Rusty Stats comes from a major need position along the offensive line. And, man, experienced, you know, guys that have been in the trenches of a long time kind of guys on the offensive line that have played a bunch of games in college football, I, I think those are extremely valuable. So, I mean, to me, he would be the guy. And then the other one, or maybe a couple more on the defensive side, I think Steve Linton, because yeah. you feel like he can really get after the quarterback, the transfer from Syracuse. And then what about Baskerville in the secondary? It feels like he's mm-hmm. got a great chance to be a starter. Um, so. I think Steve Linton will be the more the impact player that will, that will kind of be more front and center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because of what you said, of his ability yeah. to put pressure on the quarterback and, think- and help others to be able to do that as well. Yeah, so I, th- I think I think Dre McCray is the answer if you're looking at skill position players because mm-hmm. I can't even think of another one. Right. No, I'm I'm kind of with you right? on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could you could talk about an incoming freshman. Sure. Right? You'd have to as far as skill position goes, but I think Rusty Stats because of how bad you've been along the offensive line and feeling like he's going to immediately step in and be a starter and uh, just help solidify that offensive line. That to me is he's the key one. Six five three twenty five. He's from Watertown, Tennessee. He comes to Texas Tech by way of Western Kentucky, where he played for uh, their former offensive coordinator and our current one, Zach Kitley, and also their former and our current offensive line coach, Stephen Hamby. Uh, Forty five games for them. Twenty seven starts in the past two years, and started at center. And so that allows you to have a true center at center and put other guys in their respective positions, whether it's left or right tackle. So, uh, I, uh, I, I, you know, had an opportunity to meet him last week and he just seemed like a really nice fella. Cool. Okay. So, but we really don't want him to be a nice fella. He was to me. We want, I mean, him, to was, be, we want uh, him to be mean. He was really, he was just had a big smile on his face. He was, he was, I think he, Physical I don't know. and intimidating. And I think he, I think he probably could be all that. Mm-hmm. Have a chip on his shoulder. Sure. All that. Sure. Have right. a mean streak to him. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Okay. Somebody else agrees with you on uh, Steve Linton. Uh, by the way, um, Rusty Stats is a uh, super senior. And it was so funny at, at this event that I was at, some of these other, like there were some saddle tramps, they were introducing themselves. And this one kid, who's a fifth-year senior, okay, introduced himself as a super senior. So, like, for all you that have, like, kids that are now fifth-year seniors, you know, because they, I don't know, they screwed around, maybe changed their major, or maybe they got drunk a lot and failed a bunch of classes, or they just <laughs> blew it off, 
Okay, so now they're in there. Maybe they got drunk a lot. <laughs> now, now they're now their fifth now their fifth year. Or maybe just, just tell them to refer to refer to themselves they as slow. Refer so to themselves as right. super seniors. Okay. Yeah, all my credits didn't transfer from the junior college. Okay, that's why it took me five years, Chuck. Okay. I didn't get drunk a lot. Okay. All right. I, I didn't expect. I feel that. like you were calling me out. There. Oh no, not you. No, not you at all. I had no idea how long it took you to uh, matriculate through. Maybe his mm-hmm. wife got pregnant and he had to take a semester off. Could, yeah, right. All those, all those things. But I mean, yeah, that I, was not the case. He wasn't talking about me just then, in case no, you were no, wondering. No, no, no. Right, right. <laughs> I'm talking about the case. My in-laws in your red uh, right. saddle train. Does your father-in-law listen to the show on the app? <laughs> no. Does he even know that we have a show? Does he know that you are employed at a radio station? Have you been too embarrassed to tell him that? <laughs> yes, he knows, but he doesn't know he works with us. I kind of feel like that. Kind of feel that way. He's very interested. Every time I see him, he asks me about Jamie the calf. That's oh. what he's most interested in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 740 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We come to you from the First United Bank studio. All right. Um, with regard to the Eights Flooring Center chat line, a couple things here with regard to retiring tech baseball numbers. Maybe they are waiting for the new stadium. <coughs> I think that's sarcasm there. Definitely paid by, or by taxpayer dollars is the new stadium they're discussing there. I'm not wrong on that. Uh, Heck yeah, Jeff. Preach it. Okay. I mean, they spend plenty of our tax money on stuff that we don't care or need or even want. They spill enough money each year that we could have a very nice stadium over there, Tech Campus. Uh, They should retire Goots number first. I don't want them to build a new stadium. I just... Like upgrade. Okay, upgrade. Whatever. Yeah. Up, upgrade the current stadium. Yeah. yeah. Chuck, I have the mayor on the phone. He'd like to talk to you about the city budget. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be glad to help him. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I think the same thing that you say when you say, when when you s- spout what I spout, express your opinion about, well, they our tax dollars pay for a lot of things that mm-hmm. we don't care about. Unfortunately, I think there are probably plenty in this people in this city who would say the same thing about the baseball stadium sure i'm sure yeah, yeah it's yeah. just to each their own right, right. everybody's got right. different opinions different like, things that they're into yeah right yeah, right. yeah. Right. And it f- feels like if you were asking them to help with the football program mm-hmm. they'd be a lot more likely to say yes mm-hmm. and that and i'm not saying that people don't root for our baseball team or anything like that i'm not suggesting that it's just we live in texas and football is king we get it yeah um Okay, so yeah, it it is curious as to why that. I mean, I couldn't even tell you the last baseball number that was retired. Maybe it was Larry Hayes. I think so. And you know, Coach Hayes has been gone for quite some time. You know, fifteen years or so. I can't believe he's still coaching. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that guy and winning. He's and doing winning. a great job too. I was coaching, actually looking at coaching and I was winning. Actually looking at his his team's numbers a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago and i'm like man he's turned around that program big time sure right yeah. right i wonder if 
I wonder if he looks at himself and goes, man, I, I left that tech coaching gig. I still had I still had some kind of room in the tank, so to speak. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I would imagine uh, there's a lot less pressure sure. and a lot less involved to yeah. coach a Division two softball team compared to mm-hmm. a Division one baseball team in the Power Five. I. Uh, you're probably right about that. Yeah. It is interesting, though, as to why they haven't um, retired any numbers. Um, and he has. He's been gone 15 years. He he left after the 2008 season. So uh, Coach Hayes became the coach at Texas Tech in uh, 1987. So he was there... Uh, 21 years. Okay, right? so yeah. retiring numbers. Um, other than Josh and Goot, I think it's fair to say that those should be retired. Who are we missing? Do you go Chad Bettis? For what he did here and in the majors? It, it, is he one that you would put on this list that we've missed? Is he the only one? I mean, I don't know that we're just missing a ton. Can I can I say for like the thirty seventh time that I really think it should be what you do at the school, not what you do in in your professional life? Chad had success here. I know. I'm just saying, but you, everybody always wants to include what they did. You know, well, if that's as a the pro, case, then should Pat be on the Ring of Honor? No, I think I think I think that's a I think that's something you I could think he look should. at. Because of well, his numbers were awesome here too. Yeah, he I just mean, did his win loss record. Right. Was, I mean, let's not passing, forget he was a great, was, great quarterback yes. at Texas Tech. I, I don't think you needed to have his pro numbers to put him up there. But he's up there a whole lot faster yes. because of what he's done in the NFL. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's because you want to. Uh, I, I mean, you want to get "quote unquote" credit mm-hmm. for having Pat Mahomes here and having him come through here. You want it to help you with recruiting. You want the fan base that loves sure. the guy so much to be able to see his name up there. All of sure. those things. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's no no need to wait. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way with Josh that I feel about Pat. Both were great players here, great great players here, and now both are doing great things at the next level. Okay, so I don't think it, I think if you play terribly at Texas Tech and somehow end up being great at the next level, you don't get your jersey retired or mm-hmm. make the Hall of Honor, whatever. I get it, but it sure is a nice, really, really, really nice cherry on the top to make things better. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 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 if and in my opinion, part of what makes you worthy for those things is to continue. To bear the banners far and wide. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's what Patrick Mahomes and Josh Young are doing after their Texas Tech careers. After it's all said and done. So, to me, it does matter. It does help. Okay. It can't be the only thing, but it definitely can help. Okay. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I I just, I just look at what they did from a college standpoint, and I still think they're both very deserving. I just don't always think that the and i get it's it's the i guess the whole body of work is is and it's all subjective right it's all subjective but there's no yeah, question but that i mean Pat's if you the, don't think that patrick winning uh, nfl mvps or super bowls is a f- factored into him being in the 
Hall of Honor, or what, what is he in now? What did they put him in? Hall of Honor, is that right? Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, okay. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, okay. If you, you don't think it factored him being in that quickly, you're lying to yourself. No, I do think it did. Yeah. I do think it yeah. did. And, I, and, I, and you're benefiting. You want to benefit <clears throat> from him being in the limelight right now, and you want to say he's ours. I, he's on the side abs- of our building. A- abs- and that's the same point I'm making with Josh. A- absolutely. I guess I just – that's that's all I looked at it is, is it – I just – I like it. I like it when you don't even have to put in the professional component because he played so well at X or she played so well at X. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Jeff is saying about Goo. And, mm-hmm. and I think mm, – everybody would agree what Eric Gutierrez meant to this program because mm-hmm. what, you know, that 2014 run led you to, okay, you put you on the world stage when it is college baseball, right? It helped you in recruiting so much. And that 2014 run has helped to, you know, just continue to build and build and build and build and all that, all that good stuff. So it, it really, and and Eric was not the only one, but I mean, obviously Gutierrez was was one of the stars of that team and the leader, and kind of the heart and soul and all that good stuff. And so, you know, that team meant so much of the success that has gone along with Coach Tadlock and and his staff, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can remember, I can remember having a conversation with Davis Martin, for example. And Davis was initially committed to TCU, okay? And he changed his mind and went to Texas Tech. And one of the things that Davis said was, he said, I, you know, I grew up a Tech fan. I wanted to go to the College World Series. And so to me, you know, I felt like initially uh, TCU was going to be my best chance. But then that 2014 happened, and it was like, wait, I can get to the College World Series and play where I want to play. And so that changed things. I'm sure Davis Martin wasn't the only one like that. Sure. No. You're, you're so that's right why Goot and that team deserve so much credit. Uh, 8-10 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Thanks for being with us. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at Double T 97.3.com.